As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name is Mason Stewart and I'll be your host this evening. I suppose it's not the best night to be hosting after an extremely disappointing result and performance last night, but we're back on it again, hoping for a big response this weekend. With me tonight first is Chris. How are you doing, mate? I've been better, mate. Must admit. Um, still obviously raw for, for, for yesterday. Um, it's a sore one. Take us a few days to go over that, hopefully on Sunday, but aye, that was a tough one. Yeah, it was, mate. It was a tough watch and uh, you know, we, need to, we need to bounce back quickly. Um, also, we've got David. David, how are you after last night? Oh, well, pretty much as uh, you two are uh, sore. But, uh, you know, after the setback, we just need to focus on the comeback. So um, I'm hoping we'll uh, get ourselves to a, a positive place by the end. Yeah, uh, it's got to, got to be positive. Um, we've got a lot to get through tonight. Uh, just before we do get onto the football, um, as a podcast, I think it's very important um, with our podder Chris, um, who is founder of Man of Inverclyde, um, founder of Man of Inverclyde, I should say, um, which is a mental health charity who specialises in suicide prevention. Uh, Chris, again, would you just mind giving the listeners another little... Um, Intro on that, mate. If that yeah, yeah, no bother. And cheers for this because obviously I spoke about it at the last um, podcast, and we actually had somebody messages just looking for support after hearing it. So that was ideal, um, and we got that guy supported. So if he's listening again to um, this podcast, I hope you're doing well. Um, so I basically we're a mental health charity. We are based in in Berkeley in Scotland, but we we do connect further afield, which that guy obviously wasn't from Inverclyde and we supported him. Um, so yeah, we've got lots of stuff on. You'll find us on social media at Man on Inverclyde. Um, have a look on there, drop us a message, um, find out a little bit more about what we do. Um, it's Time to Talk Day today, which is a sort of mental health uh, campaign day. So we've been quite busy today meeting people. So yeah, if you're if you're ever struggling or you want to find out a bit more about us, um, get in touch. Um, but no, thank you for that. And as I said, it's already helped one person share the the word so ideal 
No, that's that's really good news, and um, I'd just like to echo that as well. I think it's it's really uh, good what you do, mate, and um, got a lot of respect for that. Um, and uh, and I'd just like to say, if you ask anyone listening who's struggling, please contact the podcast, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and I'm sure we can put you through to to Chris um, and and get and get talking. Um, now on to the game last night, David. Um, the lineup um, was pretty much, I think, which. 90% of us um, would have gone with, um, I think. Um, what was your sort of thoughts on the lineup and, and your thoughts pre-match? Uh, well, my thoughts on, on seeing the team were pretty positive. You know, I'm thinking, you know, we're, we're going to be uh, hopefully having a go at them here. But the the problem was that when the game kicked off, we didn't really have a go at them. It was, uh, I think they had actually scored before we'd crossed the halfway line. So you, you just kind of get an indication early doors of that, this, this was not going to, to plan, or certainly not a plan that was discussed in the Rangers changing room prior to the game. So, I mean, you're thinking four minutes, you know, okay, we'll take the done. We'll, 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 you know, improve from here, but it didn't seem to improve. They just seemed more up for it. They were, uh, we were second best in most of the 50-50s. Uh, it, it, and some of the players you know, just looked frightened. It just, I mean, obviously it would be an intimidating atmosphere, but these guys are professional football players. It, it, it shouldn't really matter how, how many is in the ground for them to perform. So uh, the first half was was sore, was sore, you know. And, and then, you know, we'd lost the, the two goals and, and, and it's towards the, the end of the first half, you're thinking. But you could see early doors, and, and I can, I, I'm posting on the WhatsApp that this is, uh, we, we need to get our shit together. Uh, we didn't seem to do that. So, kind of lots to talk about here in terms of, you know, the setup that Geo intended and the set up that we actually ended up with and, and how that formation went. But certainly at the outset, when, when they named the players, you would have thought, you know, maybe Diallo would, would do you want to put that boy in there, you know, because it's right into the lion's den. So, there's that, but I wasn't jumping up and down. I was quite happy to go with Geo's 11. So, it, it just didn't go to plan, obviously. No, I agree. I think you make some good points there. I, I think especially on the, the Arlo one, I think before the game, I was sort of calling out for him to start. But 10 minutes in, I thought, no, this ain't a good idea. Um, but, you know, that's where the leaders in the team, uh, we always knew the start was going to be important last night. And, um, and you know, you know, we the, to be honest, the game was done early doors, wasn't it? Because we just, yeah, we just did not. We put an attacking team out, but we we didn't attack. I didn't know what I didn't know what we was doing last night. I didn't know if we were sitting. It looked like we were just sitting off and, and open for the best. It was yeah, it weren't good. Chris, what did you what did you make of the start? I uh, I mean, obviously the the big worry um, for for me was the the sort of coming out very quickly from them. The first sort of fifteen twenty minutes um, for me was was a concern, and we, we folded, you know, under that. Um, I didn't even realise that we actually never got past the halfway line by the time they'd scored, which obviously is, is alarming. But I think early on, um, you, you sort of knew that that it was going to be a long, a long evening. The players just—I don't know what, where the the kind of mix-up came from or what the issues were, but they just weren't even doing the basics right. Um, that you're well aware of what their strengths are in terms of you know down the wings, you need to press them at the right points. And we just weren't doing anything at all that, that represented what we were about, you know, any other game against them. And it looked like, I think Geo touched on this, 
actually looked like the first time they'd actually played in that game or them. You know, they just looked as if they, they had never played that occasion before. So, aye, the start was was um, terrible. Um, but at 1-0, you know, obviously we'll, we'll maybe go into different parts of the game. But, mm-hmm. you know, at, at 1-0, you're kind of thinking, you know, you, you've always got a chance, you know, to, to bring it back. But, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't was great. Um, but you know that as I said, we knew that we all. I think we all discussed that actually in the, the podcast. You know they're going to have that blood and thunder start. That's the way they play. But you know they then tire out. Um, but unfortunately, it was it was a shambles to be honest from uh, start to finish. And some players, particularly for me, Borna Barisic, I know he's had it tight, but particularly for me, I have no idea what he was even thinking. Um, last night it was awful, um, absolutely awful, and he deserved to get taken off. But when you're touching on the other starting lineup, I probably wouldn't have made any changes. Um, I thought maybe Fashion Sakala potentially over Diallo, but um, but I, you're not really thinking any other changes. But yeah, the start was terrible, and it played right into their hands. The crowd just fed off that, um, and that kind of continued on as we as we know obviously the rest of that half. Yeah, no, I agree with everything you say there. I think. Um that we needed to ride that storm for, for 25, 30 minutes. We needed to come through that. Um, and then we needed our, our ball players in the midfield to take the ball and be a bit more brave. I think they, we weren't brave at all on the ball in the first half. Um, you know, but the, the fullbacks for me was a big, big concern. Our fullbacks, I thought, I thought Bar- yeah, as you said, Barisic was, he just did, didn't want to know. And we've seen this with Barisic before. Um, but I think last night was the worst. And I'm just thinking now, if I'm being honest, I don't know how he recovers from this because that type of performance, I, I bet 90% of us don't want to see him in the starting lineup on Sunday, I can tell you that. So um, um, he's not the only one. He ain't the only one. But uh, for me, he was he was awful. Um, you know, I, I see the first 30 seconds, he, he, he drops back when um, Abada gets the ball. And he, and, he, and, he, and he runs the other way. And Abada's in the penalty box and they get a corner straight away. And then just before that, we've got Arfield, Arebo, a whole, whole midfield have three attempts to win a 50-50 and they lose all three. That was in the first 30 seconds. And that just set the tone. Um, David, what, what, was, what was the first half? What, what would you, if you was Geo standing there watching, what would you have done 15 minutes in? Well, I think it ended up, you know, from the kickoff, uh, our inability to contain them. And I was hoping that the setup, you know, and, and the way Rangers would have approached the, the game would have been to actually counter their tactical setup rather than just a question of, you know, holding out for 20, 25 minutes before we actually get a foothold in the game. <clears throat> but you saw our approach, you know, in a number of times from Barisic, as you pointed out, because when that Abada was running at him, Abada was, 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 was in the penalty box before... Barisic would actually actually go, go and challenge him, whereas, you know, further up the park, the minute a Rangers player got a ball, you know, the press was on, and when, when we ever got possession, we had possession for 10, 15 seconds before they pressed us to, to get possession back and were straight back at us, whereas we didn't do that, not, not only, you know, in the midfield, but, you know, outside the 18-yard box. It, and it just seems to be that we were not, I mean, it, it was passes from, from our left, their right, which were uh, instrumental in, in, in a couple of their goals. So but we just didn't close them down enough for me. There was just a lack of application for the Rangers players. I expect that they're all talented football players, but, you know, with that, there has to be a work ethic, you know, in, in terms of getting on our toes, you know, rather than the back foot. Go press the ball, go win it, 
because uh, I mean we had McGregor was booked in 22 minutes so he would have immediately been earmarked for me for you know someone who you're going to press to say right well he's now on a yellow card after 22 minutes and and you saw you know one the instance where where Borna has the chance to take him down down our left wing and and decides to cut back and and you know have him make a challenge get the the referee to start making decisions ping it past him and go so you know we we just took the easy option far too often for me and and it just seemed to be like a almost from the outset a damage limitation exercise which uh, kind of carried on until half time you know and, and Gio obviously got them in into the changing room obviously maybe took the paint off the walls to tell him you know this is and obviously with the three changes that kind of gives you his verdict of the first half but uh, not good viewing the first 45 minutes certainly wasn't no no, I can't can't disagree with anything you say there I think the one where Barisic goes to go past McGregor and McGregor calls him a shot bag I'm sure everyone's seen the video it's not good viewing but it just sums up Barisic and it summed up us in that first half and it's just bravery. We we shit we shit the bed last night and there's we can't you can dress it up what we want, that's exactly what happened. Um Chris, what what obviously we can go through the goals. I don't particularly wanna I guess you don't either, mate, but um would you mm. so at half time, the, the substitutions, what what would you think of that? I think it, it definitely needed to happen. Um Bonner was just was not present at all. He just he just wasn't there. He wasn't doing the basics. So without a doubt, needed to come off. Um, I think as well. Obviously, Kamara as well just was wasn't cutting it. He's not been actually for for a while. Um, so no, happy with the changes. We've touched on this actually. I think maybe Oi is at one point um, in different podcasts that we've done um, about Ryan Jack. And the importance of Ryan Jack within our our team, mm-hmm. um, and I certainly think that um, he added, you know, a bit of fight and desire into the living. All right, we we never actually done anything, you know. We we, we maybe redeemed a wee bit of certain players, um, but the changes needed to happen. And you know, see for me, the first half. We've obviously seen Rangers get beat off them a few times, right? And our, our, our times that we've been watching them, we've obviously seen us dish out a few doings as well. And they're, they're always sore, but see when you lose it in that manner and you lose it where there's no fight, there's no desire. And the to- Rangers totally surrendered to them, right? From from the very, the, probably before the whistle, to be honest, you know, before they've even started the game. And they sense that. And the, there's two things for me which frustrate me about that because... This isn't an isolated incident for me. For this group of players, we saw it up at Aberdeen, the first game back. Um, they were intimidated. You know, I, I was there. I watched it in front of me. I watched certain players hide um, and certain players shirk. And you think, OK, you know, tough night, you know, whatever, let's go on, mate. But that's, again, what's happened there. And that, that for me, is a concern. Um, and the other thing for me, if you're talking maybe not just in a mentality um, sense, where is where is your pressing game going? It's it's not there anymore, and that, again, that's not an isolated incident. That, that's not something that is that a tactical thing. Um, so those two things for me definitely were in the first half a concern. We saw a return in that the second half, a wee bit of the pressing, and we saw a return a wee bit of mentality shift in the second half. But ultimately, it still wasn't good enough. You know, it's 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 not great. But I I think there's there's definitely you know concerns there for me. 
um, in terms of the, the bigger picture. Um, but to go down in, in that manner is is unforgivable, really, in one of those games. It's it's not good enough. And, you know, the players obviously um, need to take that. And obviously, hopefully, they did get a rollicking at halftime. Um, and, and they need to move on and quite quickly, as, as you said, David. It's now how we recover from that and bounce back. And it starts, obviously, Sunday. But, yeah. Really, 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 really shocking first half. I, did, I didn't see it coming. I must admit, I didn't see that coming. One of the similarities, you know, probably between the game at Petaudry and last night is that we're playing like a boy, boy scouts team. You know, after you, sir, you know, they, we, we need to get a wee bit nasty. Not, not you know, to, to get it to the referee's book, but, you know, we have to stand up to people. You know, you saw the, the, the playbook at Petaudry and the playbook last night as to how they're approaching games. You know, so we just have to match up. Could you imagine, you know, Richard Goff or Ian Ferguson being in that team last night and what the conversation and the changing rooms after that performance, there, there would have been a, 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 a blood on the walls, never mind the paint coming off the walls. No, definitely. And I think, you know, obviously, I don't, we don't like to talk about them too much, but there's definitely similarities there in the way that you see that clip about McGregor um, and the way that, that Scott Brown was just able to get inside their heads in that game. And I don't care what anybody says. I've saw people say, our cat's getting over-egged or over-exaggerated. He absolutely dictated that game, along with the ref, you know, Clancy, obviously, his mate. But there was, um, he dictated that and he actually put our players in a position where they weren't playing their game, they were concentrated on other stuff. Um, and and there's a sense there from him and also his wee mate, obviously, Carl McGregor, that, that you can get in our players' heads. And that's not good. You know, that's not good when you show that. Particularly now, and we're in a title race, you know, and we'll be, if, if we keep playing like the way we're playing in terms of the points being dropped, I mean, what's that, an eight-point swing, um, you know, recent? So if we continue to play like that, we'll be fortunate to stay in the title race. I'm still confident and I'm, I'm still very confident, but that first half for me is alarm bells, massive, massive alarm bells. Yeah, no, look, I think touching on the, the McGregor uh, last night, um, we that midfield last night, technically, it, it is, they're all good footballers, um, but they don't have that nastiness. Kamara, away at Parkhead, he need, especially in that, he needs to be what McGregor was for Celtic in that first half last night, being honest, and Kamara was just not at the races. And, and, and I agree, because he hasn't been at the races for me for, for, for ages. Um I think there was one early game when when uh, Gio first came in where I thought, well, Kamara looked good, but nothing like we see last season. Um, it, yeah, it's a real concern for me, and, and I think Ryan Jack is just that forty-five minutes. I know, look, we're three 0 down, but he just he just makes us. You just forget how good Jack was for us last season, um, and especially in a game like that. Um, I was watching the before the, the the game last night. I watched the game uh, where we won there two 0 last uh, last season. And uh, I know there's no fans in, but Jack was was brilliant, um, and he just makes us tick. And uh, he's hopefully he's fit enough, and he can have a little run of games now. Um, so, so, so just quickly moving on on to, to Van Bronckhorst. Um, Twitter's not been a, a clown place to, to Gio today, if I'm being honest. Um, it, Dave, David, what what's your thoughts on on Gio um, till now? Um, I was really singing his praises. Uh, I think we all were at Christmas Boxing Day. We're six points clear, but uh, three weeks on the training ground, and, and we've come back and we, we we look a shadow of the team um, that we were before the break. What's what's your thoughts on it? 
Oh, well, you know, when Gio arrived and he's got a, a kind of heavy fixture schedule, he's got a lot on his plate. You know, we're playing games every uh, three days. So there's no time in the training ground. You know, he's just coping with, uh, he's nursing things along. Nursing, and and we, we're doing okay. You know, we're getting the results. We're keeping the zero. Uh, you know, ticking over, ticking over, just waiting on, on the break, you know, for Gio to get some time in the training ground. The concern that you would have would be that Gio's now had that time on the training ground and we've now had four games, you know, from, from you know, him putting his, his stamp, more of a stamp, certainly, on the team and, you, and, and it's not a good look, you know, because uh, he, this isn't, we're not playing, you know, uh, lower lower division matches in Holland, you know, where it's uh, all, all the technical ability is, is, is what comes to the, the fore. In, in most of these games, where where a Scottish football technical ability is only part of the story, there has to be a, you have to match up to the some of the hammer throwers, and it, that, there's just no two ways about it. You can't avoid it. This you've got to go through that wall. So uh, we would would have to recognise that he has to recognise that that you know we're in a battle with Ross County with a three each draw on Saturday, whereas you know a, a bit more dig, a bit more pressing, more energy more aggression, and we would have taken three points, we would have competed last night, we would have got the result at Petaudry, it's it's not going to be uh, pretty stuff sometimes. Sometimes you're just going to have to roll up the sleeves and get stuck right in. And, and I, I think maybe that's not his default position. So I'm hoping that's not the, what we're going to see in the future from Gio, because uh, he's going to have to learn and learn PDQ. He's, a, he's an experienced individual, you know, he has experience of Scottish football, but uh, I, I'm just a slightly concerned about the conversations that were that were in the dressing room prior to that game last night. Because when that game kicked off, we just didn't seem ready for it. What was we knew in the street knew what was going to happen, so it, we weren't ready for it, and we had to counter that. Not not as well as contain it, but we have to do something, you know, a wee bit more positive than that, than, than hold out, you know, for the 25 minutes till they run out of steam. I was hoping for a wee bit more uh, forethought than what I've seen from Gio last night. So, and, you know, trying to be as positive as we can be, I'm hoping that the game on Sunday will, will be will be a horse of a different colour. Yeah, no, I think you made some really good points on on Gio. Um, what what surprised me most is he he's not. We've not got a, a Dutch manager in who, who hasn't experienced and played. I know he played in Scottish football for ages ago, but he knows what it's like up here. Do you know what I mean? It's for me, it's it is a little bit of a worry um, watching us um, last night and and Petodri, um and we're just so timid um, that that for me that is that is a concern. Um, Chris, what's your what's your overriding thoughts on Gio right now? I think some of the issues that we're seeing um, actually sort of predated Gio. I don't think you know. I think we've had issues throughout the season. If, if we're going to Boston, we had a lead and he's threw that away. So that's a. But I can maybe talk about that separately. But I think there's been um, points in in the season up to now where you're you're being a wee bit concerned about some of the performances. Um, even going back to the Malmo game in the in the summer, which you know we, we should, in my opinion, you know we should have won that. We should have we should have progressed through there. Um, and then you've got the 
you know, the semi-final when he's in the stands and, and you know, you've got Conor Goldson, you're pretty much your, one of your most senior players, vice-captain, saying that some players have just sort of chucked it, they've gave up, you know. So I think <clears throat> there's definitely been stuff that's predated him. It's definitely stuff going on, a wee bit of disruption behind the scenes, Gerard leaving, you know, the full backroom staff leaving. For me, Michael Beale leaving is bigger than probably Gerard. I think the organisation... Um, has has been missed and, and also as well we've we've not been um as deadly on set pieces for Tom Culshaw left as well. So I think there's, there's there's certainly some issues there which I think is is um predates Geo, which which but if you take Geo on his own, um the, the concerns for me I wanted Geo when he came in, I definitely did. Um I think I spoke about this on another podcast, but I was I was the one one of the guys tracking his plane from Holland and stuff like that. And I was excited and work that he was coming but Ultimately, I wanted him. Um, my, con- my only concern now when we think about it is we've done it quite quick. And, and I, I just hope that Ross Wilson done it for the, 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 the football reasons, the best reasons, other than trying to do it quickly and appease the fans. You know, I hope he's, he, you know, he's calculated it and it's been a best candidate as opposed to doing it quick because of how quick it was required. But I've concerns on how deep we are under them and also as well um, the, just the lack of the press for me there, there, there's, there's no press we don't press at, at, at the right points and but we're susceptible um, to being pressed against and obviously teams on top of us and now that teams know that um, I think we'll see that more often now. I think we'll see teams trying to get involved in a sort of street fight ways um, and the players need to own that but also Gio needs to own that as well so I'm still confident in Gio. I've still, I'm still going to back him. Um, I don't think it's blind loyalty either. I think he does have a good football pedigree playing, but also coaching um, with Firenord. But I, I'm starting to see concerns, um, and it's just about how how that obviously goes. We're going to find out a lot about Gio on Sunday. Um, you know, people just think we're just going to need to turn up and, and win here, but that's it's going to be. It's not going to be like that. So we're going to we'll find out a lot about this team. And also the, the coaching staff and the management now, um, because ultimately it's we're we're now chasing, we're chasing, and we'll also find out about them because as we've saw before, following Rangers, it's very different when you get that lead and you're the ones Celtic this season were, you know, despite spending a lot of money, they've been the plucky underdogs and everybody's saying that they're not expected to win that league, they're not expected that their fans expect that now, so that's a different type of pressure, so. We'll see how they respond, but also more importantly, we'll see for us how we respond and kick on. Yeah, I think, do you know what? I've, I don't want to give them credit, but <clears throat> I, they've gone on a quite an unbeaten run now in the league and I didn't see, I thought, we'd be well out. And I think that's a lot to do with us. I thought we'd, we'd, we'd be out of sight now. Um, but we've dropped silly points. Um, even, even, yeah, look, Gerard as well, as you say, Chris, there was concerns with performances under Gerard for for a long time. Um, you know, I think that the change at the time, I think it was good, it was needed. Um, but yeah, you're right as well saying we was all, I think we've, it's fair to say a, a lot were disappointed when Gerard left as well. And we did need to get a manager in quickly. Um, Ross Wilson said that he would get us a, another attacking manager, um, which at the moment, if I'm being honest, I wouldn't really call us an attacking side. Um Especially, as I said, I don't want to just go back to last night, but games, even when we've won, it's been a little bit pragmatic, I think. Um, we've been a bit careful. Um, 
you know, I, I want to see us be get on the front foot, front uh, foot, and get after the teams a little bit more. Um, I think we've got good enough players to do that. But definitely, um, it's going to be interesting now that they've gone top and they've got to handle that pressure. But I do as well think that the team with the players that we've got are better being top than they are chasing. So that's another, you know, question we've seen this team when they're chasing fall away. So listen, I hope I hope they they get it together in the next couple of days and we we come out Sunday and we see a dif- different team. Um, but but on Sunday, David, what what changes would you make to the team on Sunday? I think that's the big question that everyone's asking at the minute. Uh, well, you're going to see some of the a team that kind of is going to reflect uh, more the second half team last night than, than the first half team. Uh, but I, I think as a, a as a team talk before he sends them out, he's going to have to grasp the nettle of of uh, post Petodre post last night that teams are going to come out and, and be in our faces. Because you don't have to be Pep Guardiola to know that every other club will be watching You know what's happening to Rangers, how to get at them, and, and we'll have some of the same. Thank you very much. So, I mean, Robin Nielsen's team talk on Sunday is quite, quite easy. I mean, I, I could probably do it. So that's what we're going to face. And, and whatever team they, they put out on Sunday had better understand that and be prepared to counter that and match it in terms of energy and in terms of aggression. So, and you're hoping at that point, then the superior technical ability of our players will shine through. But we've got to, we've got to understand that's what the game, that's the league we're in. And, and we, so we can't ignore it. And, and Gio's got to acknowledge that, you know, I know that he's, uh, he's got a set up in mind in a way he wants to play in mind, but he's got to take account of, of the league we're playing in. And I have that factored into how, how the Rangers team approached the game on Sunday. I'm hoping to do that. So you're looking, I'm looking to see, McCart- uh, obviously Morelis will be back. I'm not sure if Ramsey will be uh, will featured, but I would hope in, he would at least partly feature because this chap's, you know, a, a, an elite football player. I mean, how fit does he have to be? Is, is, see if he brings 70% fitness but 100% attitude then he will be an asset to us on Sunday so it's we're playing hearts for Christ's sake you know it's so I, I, I'm hoping that the, the team talk will reflect that the players attitude and the players behaviour will reflect what's required here we're not going to we're not going to play it's not Brazil 1970 we need it's uh, we need Arsenal of the, of the 90s <clears throat> And big Vieira bluttering people and, and putting down a marker, you know, saying that we're not going to be a soft touch for you guys. So you can shove that up your. So, and, and I'm hoping that we will get some sort of response from like that because we, we need to need to go through this wall here because it's not going to go away. They're not going to change their approach. So we will have to adapt. I think, I think that, that Jack and Morelos do that for us straight away. I think if you put them to. Uh, in the team from the start. I think Jack does that. And I think Morelos, going into the game last night, we all knew Morelos was going to be a big miss. Um, but when you're actually watching that first 10 minutes and Roof cannot hold the ball up at all, the two centre-half must have had the easiest game they've had all season. Um, nothing against Roof, but he's not Morelos. And at least with Morelos, if we're not playing well, we can win free kicks. He's just a nuisance. And uh, we didn't have that last night. And uh, I think that was a big miss. So I can't wait to get see him back in the team Sunday and Jack and, and you know another one as well that actually sitting back and thinking the way we set up last night 
Steve Davis as well. Just that experience. Um, Gio's not really played him that much. And when, when I sort of think about it, I don't know why, because Davis on his day is still one of our best midfielders. Do you know what I mean? He's he's on the ball. Like last night, someone getting on the ball, he's, he's probably the best we've got. And that experience is, is going to be needed now. So he's another one I'd be, I'd hope that, that we see a little bit more of instead of John Lundstrom coming off the bench, you know, I'd rather see Davis. Um, and uh, another one is Holanda. He, he's back in training. We need to get him back in that team as quickly as possible. If we can get bounce games for him, if we can just get, just do everything we can to, to get him back in, I think we need to speed that up as well. Um, and, and as well as Ramsey. But I'm, I'm, I'm hoping we can get at least 20 minutes out of Ramsey on Sunday. Uh, Chris, what's, what's your thoughts on Sunday? It's going to be a, a tough game. Uh, I'm sure Hearts are going to be up for it as they always are. Without a doubt, um, I think obviously the last two games we've played them this season have been, although we won 2-0 um, at Tynecastle, um, it, it's, it looks on paper that it was a comfortable day, but we know it was anything but. Um, they had uh, plenty of chances um, to, to sort of win that game, um, and we took our chance as well. Um, and then the other game, obviously, earlier on in the season was... Uh, one each with the, the, the header at the, the kind of the death um, under Gerard. So, I, I think I, I think we'll win. Um, I'm 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 still confident that, that we'll obviously respond well on Sunday. Um, got to remember that we potentially could be four points behind going in um, to to that game. Um, if obviously their result goes the, their way, but I, I think the. For me, that pretty much what you've saw in the second half, you know, that we probably will, will look similar to that. Um, Barisic for me cannot start. He needs to be um, told he's not starting for that performance. It was unbelievably poor, um, and I'm not just singling him out, but you know there was other players there, but he was awful. Um, and when I watched the highlights today, which was painful, but I wanted to watch it again um, before I come on here. Everything was going down his side, so they targeted him, and he, he just hid. Um, so yeah, for me, Batty goes into uh, left back, um, and Balogun partners uh, Goldson um, until Big Phil's back, as you say, um, and we can obviously get him in there. Uh, Ryan Jack, for me, even if he's seventy percent, I know we don't want to risk him, and you don't want to overexert any current you know injuries. But if he's fit enough to be on the bench, he's fit enough to start for me. Um, so he is in the team, probably one of the first names in the team sheet. Um, and again. If we've seen Darren Ramsey and we're paying what we're paying, um, he needs to be playing. You know, he needs to be playing. He needs to he needs to play and he needs to feature. So for me, I would even start him if he's if he's half ready. Um, but I think you know, I think you will, you will obviously try and get him into the into the team when possible. Um, and Morelos is massive for us, absolutely massive. Uh, Kamal Roof's a, a really intelligent football player. Um, he can find space. He can you know when we're on the front foot. He's good, obviously. He can play up front with somebody else, but being the main striker in terms of holding up the play, winning cheap fouls, you know, playing dirty, getting the ball up the park, keep taking the pressure off your defence, that is not his game. Um, so for me, Morelos is massive. And when you look at that, you know, when, when you actually think about those players to come in, Ryan Jack, Morelos, Aaron Ramsey, Halander, um, that's a spine, you know, that's, that's a spine of a team. Um, so for me, if we can get them on the team and firing for the remaining games um, starting on Sunday, then we're, we're well in this title race. You know, there's, there's absolutely no doubt about that. But 
for me, the test on Sunday is the mentality, the character. And you know what it's going to be like if we don't get an early goal. You know what Ibrooks will be like, you know. Um, and can these players cope with that? We've had our captain in the past in the programme notes saying that they don't really like that, you know. So we'll see in terms of where they're at with their mentality on Sunday. But I'm backing them 100%. I'm confident that we'll get the result. Um and we'll see, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. But it's, it's huge for us on Sunday to bounce back, bounce back well. Yeah, I think you make a really good point about Ibrox on Sunday. I think um, after a game like last night, it is if we're not a goal up in the first twenty minutes, it's going to be tense. It's going to be nervy. Um, but we we was all on the pod on Tuesday. And we we said from the result on Saturday that we needed a, a response um, from the manager and the players, and we got that last night. So we're asking again now, we need an even bigger response on Sunday. Um, and, and for me, it's a, yeah, it, it, we need to get it. Listen, we need to get it. We, we, need to get, we need to go on a run like we did just before Gio, you know, when Gio come in. We, I think it was eight or nine, ten wins in a, in a row. We, we need to go and do that again now. If you do that, I think that wins you the title. Um, so it's really, really important. Um, obviously, um, David won on the pod on, on um on Tuesday, um, uh, sorry, Monday. So what, what was your overall thoughts on signing Ramsey? And um, is there pressure on him now to be sort of rushed after last night's result into the team? Uh, well, um, unless he's come with an injury, then then it's uh, it's some training. He may not be 100%, but I'll take uh, 70% Ramsey any day of the week. You know, over Glenn Kamara, Kamara's contribution last night was outrageous. And, and as it has been, you know, which I, I've thought, you know, as I sit up in that club dig and watch Glenn Kamara, and we chat about, you know, what does actually Kamara bring to the, the party, you know, on, on a game by game basis? I mean, even the Livingston game, we were we were asking, what exactly does Glenn Kamara do that's that's invaluable to this team? So uh, changes on, on Sunday are inevitable, and I, I want to see Ramsey in there. I'm, I'm not sure whether I want to see Kent. Because Kent's contribution has been, you would say he's trying, but it's uh, it's it ain't coming off for him. So uh, maybe Diallo, Sakala, Morelos up front, maybe with Roof, you know, whatever the combination will be. Maybe it's time to give uh, Ryan a seat in the bench. Uh, Glenn Kamara uh, is not in. Borna Barisic is not in. And, you know, at Balogun, I thought last night in the second half, you could see the difference, you know, in terms of... Uh, Physical challenges, winning balls. Uh, when when that changed, when Barisic went off, big Bassi at left back, physically big, strong guy. I mean, so my, my the defence for Sunday is pretty much sorted for me. But uh, as I said before, that more than that, more than that is the attitude of the players. I think we've reached a kind of watershed moment here in Geo's team because the the fine odds were when the fine odd fans, you know, were, were pointing out when he became manager at Ibrox. You know that they knew him as the horseshoe, because it would go from the left back to the centre back to the right back, from the right back back to the centre back back to the left back, and 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 would you, this would happen for you know minutes at a time before they would actually commit themselves forward. And I think we need to be Geo needs to be a bit braver. We've got better players, so let's get the ball forward. And and, and it's a the perfect example last night was when we, the wee clip from Bar- uh, Borna. When he elects to turn back, I, I don't want to see them turn back. You know, there'll be occasions when it's when it's obvious, when it's sixty forty, but when he's got the, the the opportunity to knock it past them and 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 go forward, 
we should be doing it a wee bit more often than we are at the moment. The the easy option, just put it back, you know, the, the horseshoe stuff. We, we need to get less of that. We need to get more up the park. And we need to have midfield. I mean, Ryan Jack is uh, last night. Obviously, we're 3-0 down, you know. it's But you could see from, from even from his attitude in the game that he was... Uh, he was a bit pissed off, and and he had, he's got that wee bit of aggression in him, which wasn't there in the first half, and we need more of that. And I'm hoping that the team on Sunday will reflect that. And and Gio, you know, had better not talk them out of that, coach them out of it, because it's absolutely required. I am hoping to see a change in approach in Sundays, because I, I mean, if we're going to win, beat Hearts one nil, and say and all leave the stadium on Sunday and say, well at least we get the three points. We're probably not an inch further forward because we, we need to be uh, laying down a marker to Hearts and, and every other side in this league that the that those days are over. We need to we need to make a change here. So I, I'm hoping that, that we will see that change and it's and it's about the players' attitude and, and commitment and energy. You know, kinda like Scott Arfield brings it kinda naturally in his game. There are other players, you know, in the team who don't have it. Therefore, we need to say, well, either they adopt it or we get players who do have it. And I'm hoping that uh, some of the players who do have it will be in there. Alfredo being one of them, obviously. So here's hoping. <laughs> Definitely. I think, again, make some really good points with with, with Gio and, and, and the way that, that I see that this morning, the horseshoe. And, and I actually sat and thought about the Ross County game, not so much last night, but the Ross County game and that first half, that was all we done. It was right back to left to centre half, to the other centre half, to left back, and then it was like, oh god, you know, this, yeah, it needs to change. I think the most interesting thing for me is he needs to actually change it from what it's been after the, the winter break. He needs to change it, and is he going to be stubborn or is he going to stick to stick to what what's been happening lately and just you know very Mark Warburton esque and say go and do it better? And that is that can't happen for me. Um, and and we need to get. I think Kent. Yeah, I agree as well with the point on Kent last night. He was he's he's been poor for me. You know, he's that right. He's been injured, but he's come back. But um, a big part of it last night for me was the midfield, and and we didn't get we didn't get our Kents and and Diallo's the other side one one v one enough um, where it felt like every time they went forward, they got you know they pinned us back and they got. Barisic 1v1 and Tavernier 1v1. Um, so I think that comes from the midfield. And Gerald, someone that actually played in midfield as well, I just find it really surprising, uh, especially in a game like last night. Um, so, you know, we can we can talk about um, Hearts and and, 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 and and Hibs as well. We've got some some big, big run of fixtures now in February. Um, what, Chris, what is... For me, the league is is obviously the most important thing um, in the next little block. But but what is for you now looking at us? Um, what would you like to see? So obviously, starting with um, Sunday, um, a reaction, definitely a reaction from the players, um, and a reaction from Geo. Obviously, um, I, I want us to to, to kind of find. A bit of form again, you know. I want us to to go on that run similar to what we've what we've had under Gio before. Um, but things need to improve, you know. We need to when we're on the front foot. 
in a game, we don't then sit back. You know, once once we've got that goal, I think that's been one of my biggest frustrations with Gio. Um, you know, even the games that we've won, you know, it's maybe two 0 or whatever, or one 0 you've been up and he's sitting back with a one goal um, advantage. So that for me needs to go away because it's not suiting the players. It's not suiting this group of players, and we've got this group of players now for 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 where they are. For me as well, you know, obviously we've got Europe, we've got um, Dortmund and and that coming up, and that was nice arrangement to just take out about £120 from my bank account um, the other day um, for that but we've got that coming up so that's obviously a good fixture to look forward to but the reality is um, it's the league that matters the league is number one um, priority and obviously um, the cup as well you know it would be nice to win a cup but for the league's huge um, and, and for me finding a consistent team um, getting the, the 11 on the park that, that, that we're going to go with um, being ruthless with certain players, you know, one person that's escaped criticism here, and I think he's been absolutely stinking all season, is Ryan Kent. He's been rotten. I think he's had two goal contributions or something. I'm to be saying I was reading that today, um, which is awful, absolutely awful. And he's a boy that avoids criticism a lot. Um, but for me, if you're not playing and you don't want to be here, which it looks to me there's some players that don't want to be here, then go away. You know, go away in the summer. I went away in January if we had offers for them. Um, being ruthless with the team selection and playing the players that are going to get is over the line for this title because if you've got boys on that park that aren't interested, they're also in their discipline, they're not doing the basics, why are you selecting them? Why are you continuing to pick them? So for me, there's a test of his leadership and a test of his management of the squad. But he needs to find an 11 that's going to get him through these games and stick with it where possible. And hopefully, hopefully find a bit of form as a result of that. I think us as, as fans as well, I think it's important. Obviously, you know, we pay our money, we go to we go to the games, we go to Ibrox and stuff. I think it's important that, although we touched on Ibrox might be difficult on Sunday, but it's important that we get behind the team on Sunday. Um, hugely, hugely important. Um, even if it is sticky and it is tricky, um, because we know that this group of players can fold when it's, when it's not going right. So, yeah, for me, finding that consistency, showing brutal you know, leadership, cutting people out if they're not, if it's not happening for them, and hopefully finding, you know, a level of form that's required. No, I think I think you make a really good point about Ibrox. I think that, that Sunday they're gonna need us yeah, even more now. Um we're we are in a proper title uh race, uh where I think most of us thought the league would be home and dry pretty much now. Um it's not it's gonna go down to the wire. So we need to get behind the players. Um you've seen last night you know, I think that they played off their crowd last night and you see the response. We need to be doing that when teams come to Ibrox now in the, in, in the next few weeks. Um, I think as well with Kent, I, I don't. I, I look at Kent and I, I'm not sure if he wants to be here either. I think that especially with, with Gerard and Bill and people that he's had around him um, for his, throughout his whole career, yeah, I'm getting vibes that he, he wants away. Um, but, you know, they, these players need to give everything... Um, to us from now to the end of the season because we've stuck by them do you know what I mean yeah, no, definitely. And just you were, you were touching on something there about the, the title race, and I've, I've spoken about this a few times um, over the last few days, but it's, it has been about 10 or 11 years before we've actually had one in Scotland. Um, so I think it's people kind of forget the, 
um, that it does sort of feel like this. Um, I was I was looking at the the actual last um, title race, the one that we obviously won at uh, Rugby Park when we scored in the first sort of twenty seconds. We actually lost two all Firm games back to back. Samaras scored two at Ibrooks, um, and then they beat us three 0 they beat us 3 um, there at their stadium not long after. I think it was about a month later. In between then, we were dropping points um, against Dundee United. And Hart- Dundee United beat us at Ibrooks. I think Hearts might be the beaters, but it might have been at Ibrooks or away. Um, so it was tricky, you know. And it was, the, I remember getting into those, I was going to pretty much all the games at that point. I only had one kid at the time. I've now got three, so it's a bit harder. Um, but it was, it was tricky. Um, and you know you're you're thinking after those two games, especially the three 0 game, we get battered that night as well. Um, we were rotten, um, but we were on a run at the end of the season. I think we out the last eight games we won seven of them, um, and and they folded a wee bit, and we went into the last game and we absolutely blew Kilmarnock away. So I think although it's raw still, yesterday's still very raw. Um, I think a wee bit of context is required when we think about what actually happens in a title race and it does swing back and forward. I'm just very hopeful that we can bounce back um, on Sunday. Um, but in these in these title race kind of, you know, seasons, it, it does feel like this sometimes where you need to kind of dust yourself up. I mean, in, in that year, I actually didn't think we were going to win the league getting into that. But we found form at the right time. And, and obviously, the great man Walter Smith just picked consistent team towards the end of that season and big players stood up when it mattered um, and big moments swung it at that point so yeah um, that's, that's in my head as a comfort blanket <laughs> at the minute where I'm thinking it's been done before um, let's, Chris, let's... Remember, remember the season when they, I think was it the fifth last game we played them at Ibrox and they beat us 2-1 and Craig Bellamy scored remember they, they were wheeling out the banner we won the league at Ibrox and we ended up winning it on the last day. So it's this is a not complete disaster. Last night is a setback, you know, and, and we, but we need to learn from it. And Geo has to learn from it. So if it'll be it'll be a it'll be a lesson well worth it if we you know take the lessons to be learned from that. What we're going to be facing in in the, in the next few games, and that we adapt. Because and that's my concern is that whether Gio will adapt or not, or whether he's going to be remaining, you know, the pragmatic man that he, he, he seems to be, or whether he will swell, you know, because he's he, he's gone on record as saying that you know he will look at the opposition and he'll he'll tinker, you know, with the uh, things. I, I I don't really don't think that Rangers should be doing that. We should be uh, have. A level of player where where they should be worrying about us. We don't need to worry too much about them. As we do our shit, you know that they, they they've got something to worry about, not us. So it's it's about you know getting into that game, laying down a marker, score the first goal, and then with the, our immediate thought in scoring the first goal is when are we scoring the second goal? Not you know let's let's get players up the park, let's get the, can start converting some of the chances that we do make. I mean, last night we actually had the bulk of possession. We were slightly over 50% in terms of possession last night. You wouldn't have thought that from, uh, you know, your, your overall impression of the game, but maybe it was, it was the horseshoe that was 50% of our possession was, you know, just hanging it about. So it's, we're not going to, uh, we, we need to be a wee bit braver. We need to have the team selection reflect that we're going to be braver and get the fucking players on the park that are going to do the damage. 
you know, not, it's not a beauty contest we're in here. It's about getting and, 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 and Rangers being what Rangers should be. So. Uh, definitely. Uh, and I agree. I think, you know, it's a great point about the the banner and the, the bed sheet. We won the league at Ibrooks, you know, and I, I remember that game as well. And yet you're walking away from that thinking uphill battle now. Um, but some strange, strange things happen in that split when it's tight. Um, and that's, that's, you know, that's what I'm clinging on to. You know, my, my only worry is we derail now. You know, like what we've saw before, um, is that process already starting? You know, over the last two games, so that's why Sunday's uh, absolutely crucial. But a title race, you know, I was speaking to there's a lot of younger boys yourself, probably Mason. I don't know how old you are, but you look a lot younger than me anyway. But um, a lot of younger boys in in the pub last night, um, and they were you know hyperventilating that that was it finished and that was us and capitulating. But it's total scar tissue from the last few times we've dropped the ball at this point where Rangers just derail so what I was trying to kind of say um, was you know it's a title race and I think it will go down to the I still think it will go down to the wire um, and we'll just need to see if we've got the, the mentality for that, Walter Smith's team had the mentality for that without a shadow of doubt um, we'll see if Geo's does but again that starts on Sunday so we'll see how it goes just one other example of uh, Walter Smith t- speaking to Kevin Thompson, you know, prior to an old film game. He says, Kevin, right, boss, what do you want? He says, get out there. And, and if you haven't been booked in the first 20 minutes, I'm taking you off. So so you get an understanding, you know, what that team talk was about, you know, and, and so compared to what we, we put up with last night, you know, so you know Kevin Thompson's instructions. That's when he was ragged all and keen. When, you know, so that's, that's the approach and, and so obviously it's not obviously beautiful football, but obviously Walter knew what, exactly what was required. Get out there, get in their faces, and uh, let the, the 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 good players sort it. Kevin, you're just out there to make sure that they uh, they know they're in a game. So a, bit, a wee bit of that's required. I think we need some of that back. <clears throat> oh no, hundred percent, hundred percent. I think another one was uh, Walter Smith was when he first come back. Um, the first title we won. Was the we beat we beat them one nil Davis scores, and then we drop points at Hibs the following week, and then they drop points at Hibs the week after. Yeah, it's listen, it's you know it is. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit younger, I think, but even even all the titles we we won, what I remember was always the last day. There's only one that I really remember was the second one when Smith was uh, yeah the second spell when we we won it easy. Um, but everyone else, yeah, every time else. But yeah, still, I was in, I was one of them in the pub last night, uh, hyperventilating. I'm not going to lie. But um, yeah, we look, we need a reaction. Do you know what I mean? We need a reaction quickly. Um, so just to finish it off, um, just like to say thanks, David. Thanks, Chris. Um, really enjoyed that there. Um, David, uh, score prediction for Sunday, please. You would think I would learn, but I'm. <laughs> But the answer I'm going to give you will say no, he hasn't learned. So I'm I'm going for a a, a comfortable, absolutely not in any way over the top three 0 to Rangers. Morelos was two of them. Take that all day long. He's back. The Buffalo is back. <laughs> Chris, what are you going, mate? I'm I'm going to go a wee bit further than that. I think I think we've got a potential doing all farts on Sunday. Um I was gonna say five but I'll stick with four. Um because I, I I genuinely think that there'll be a reaction. I think there'll be a reaction and 
think obviously the, the, the opposite end of that scale is if it's, there's no reaction as we've spoke about of Ibrooks. But see if we can get an early goal, I think Ibrooks will be rocking on Sunday. I think the players, will, the fans will get behind them. So, no, I'm going to go with four now, Rangers. Um, fancy it. Oh, the confidence here. I'll tell you what, I, I think we'll, I think we'll win. Um, I'm going to go two nil. Um, love to, love to see four or five. I can't remember the last time we actually this season proper battered someone four or five. Oh, was it Motherwell the last time away from home? But so hopefully we got one of them in us. Um, but yeah, thanks again, uh, lads. Really enjoyed that, um, and thanks for listening. We are the people. <laughs>